Memphis Media Networks. This is America's First News. This morning with your host, Gordon Deal. American death toll rises. Good morning, I'm Gordon Deal, along with Jennifer Koshenka on this Thursday, October 12th. Glad you could join us. Here's what we have for you this hour. The number of U.S. citizens believed killed by Hamas in last weekend's attacks on Israel is at least 22, with others unaccounted for. Israel carried out another overnight bombing campaign in Gaza. Also, Secretary of State Antony Blinken has arrived in Tel Aviv. Republicans have nominated Louisiana's Steve Scalise for House Speaker, but he still needs to win a vote by the full chamber. And the latest from online crooks the TikTok revenge scheme the idea is you save money and they get back at the company the disgruntled you know worker wants the company to take a hit here um, but the problem is you really should ignore it because you're not going to get the merchandise according to a warning for the better business bureau you might end up um, giving over your payment information susan tompor at the detroit free press on trending scams from social media criminals Israel continues to unleash its most powerful bombing campaign in the 75-year history of its conflict with the Palestinians. Another campaign unfolded overnight, targeting an elite Hamas unit that led the deadly weekend attacks. Meanwhile, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu agreed to form a wartime cabinet following the terrorist assault that killed 1,200 Israelis. The new unity government includes members of the opposition and former military leaders. Lieutenant Colonel Jonathan Conricus with Israeli Defense Forces. At the end of this war, Hamas won't have the military ability to kill or hurt Israeli civilians ever again. Before the attack, Mr. Netanyahu's controversial plans to overhaul the country's judiciary had sparked the largest protest movement in Israel's history. Some warned that Israel's enemies might seek to take advantage. Separately, Secretary of State Antony Blinken arrived in Israel earlier today to show solidarity, uh, solidarity with Israel and meet Arab leaders, including Palestinians. As the number of U.S. citizens killed in the fighting between Israel and Hamas reached at least 22, President Biden called the attack by Hamas terrorists the deadliest day for Jews since the Holocaust. Beyond the 22 known to have been killed, the State Department said at least 17 more Americans remain unaccounted for in a war that has already claimed more than 2,200 lives on both sides. The Biden administration says a handful of U.S. citizens are among the estimated 150 hostages captured by Hamas militants. The president visited a roundtable with Jewish community leaders at the White House. I never really thought that I would see and have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. The attack has raised questions about the role of Iran, the main sponsor of Hamas, and whether it was directly involved in the operation. With many airlines suspending commercial flights in and out of Israel, the U.S. is exploring other options to assist Americans who want to leave, possibly including a U.S.-assisted evacuation. From Washington now, Republicans have nominated Steve Scalise of Louisiana to be the next House Speaker. The 58-year-old Mr. Scalise prevailed yesterday in a closed-door party vote. Getting the role, which is second in line to the presidency after the vice president, is no guarantee. Even though the GOP conference is behind him, he still needs the support of a majority of the House, which Republicans control by a 221 to 212 majority. He's working with his team to drum up that support before calling a House vote. Uh, the conversations we've been having with my colleagues over the last few days leading up to this uh, show that there's a resolve that we need to get back to work 
There's a lot of business to take care of. He certainly faced adversity before, including a 2017 shooting when he was badly wounded at a congressional baseball practice by a left-wing activist. Hardline Republicans made predecessor Kevin McCarthy the first speaker to be ousted in a historic vote last Tuesday. He was the third consecutive Republican speaker to leave due to intra-party pressure. Bring smiles to all when shopping online with Dell Technologies Gift Guide. Whether it's for the artist, the entrepreneur, the student, or the streamer, you'll find the perfect gift. Dell.com slash gift guide makes gifting easy with a carefully curated selection. Shop now to explore our innovative PCs like the XPS 13 laptop, powered by the latest Intel Core processors, plus accessories. Visit Dell.com slash gift guide today. That's Dell.com slash gift guide. Thanks for being with us. Welcome into Thursday. President Biden, whose support for Israel dates back half a century, faces a foreign policy conundrum following Hamas's devastating attacks. And that's how to support the closest U.S. ally in the Middle East without pulling America into a dangerous regional conflict. It's a story by Ken Thomas, White House reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Ken, explain. Yeah, good to be with you, Gordon. I, I, I think the administration right now is is all about helping Israel and showing their support. Uh, we saw in, in President Biden's speech uh, yesterday uh, among the, I think, angriest comments we've ever seen from this president. He is clearly uh, moved by the the atrocities that have been reported. We, we saw the president speaking about uh you know, uh, this terrorist attack in, in very uh, graphic terms. But at the same time, uh, you know, this is potentially a very thorny uh, problem uh, in the Middle East. And one thing that the administration has made clear throughout is that they do not want uh, any regional powers to try to exploit this. And, you know, the, that message is one that they're they're trying to deliver to uh, Hezbollah in, in Lebanon uh, and, and also Iran. And I think the concern uh, in a long-term fashion is, you know, could there be potentially a northern front in the war opened up uh, with Hezbollah getting involved, and that that could be uh, very much a turning point and and a cause for concern uh, going forward. Has this been complicated by the scaling back of a U.S. presence in the region? At, at this point, there's not any indication that 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 has uh, uh, made it more difficult for the administration. I mean, the the uh, the Biden administration has surged resources into the region you know there's uh you know a, a a pretty large presence now uh in the mediterranean uh we are sending uh the you know the gerald R, the uss gerald R. ford and and accompanying ships uh near israel they they are now in place there uh and and there's been a lot of coordination between uh the pentagon and and israeli military forces uh, I, my sense is that at this point there will be a lot of advisory uh, roles uh, played by the U.S. in in helping uh, Israel with intelligence and in, in providing some assistance in, in search and rescue. Uh, so that at, at this point, I don't believe there there is any evidence that uh, a smaller footprint in the region is is impeding our ability to help Israel. But I think with, with all of these things, the question is like, what 
what happens in the long term and how long uh, are are we going to be involved here and and what is that going to entail? We're speaking with Ken Thomas, White House reporter at The Wall Street Journal. His piece is called Biden Walks Fine Line in Israel Conflict. Um, You mentioned, too, things can be difficult because here at home, Israel is a dividing line among some Democrats. That's right. I mean, Biden has been a very much a pro-Israel hawk for for years. Uh, You know, I I noted that he, as a young senator in 1973, met with Golda Meir, uh, the the prime minister at the time, and he's had a relationship with pretty much every Israeli prime minister since 1973. But at the same time, uh, there's much more of a pro-Palestinian bent within the Democratic Party uh, I think, you know, the the, the uh, depths of the atrocities have, have certainly uh, led to many Democrats uh, showing their support for for Israel. But it's it's much more of a 50 50 proposition within the Democratic Party now in terms of supporting Israel versus supporting uh, the Palestinians. And so, you know, it's uh, it's a harder argument to make for Biden long term in terms of, uh, you know, having uh, an active U.S. role in all of this. Thanks, Ken. Ken Thomas, White House reporter at The Wall Street Journal. 20 minutes after the hour on This Morning, here's Jennifer Koshenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. After the deadliest assault on Israel in 50 years, the right-wing government and members of the centrist opposition have formed a unity government to navigate the crisis. While its warplanes rain destruction on the Gaza Strip and both sides brace for an escalating war between Israel and Hamas. Israel Defense Forces spokesperson Peter Lerner. Some of those forces are, have been, uh, are gathering around the border with, uh, with Gaza as we speak, and others are in the other arenas, such as uh, the border with Lebanon and Hezbollah. The Israeli government says the toll in the attack has risen to 1,200 people killed, almost 3,000 others wounded, and an estimated 150 people believed kidnapped and held hostage in Gaza. Number two. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is set to meet Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, the country's president Isaac Herzog, and members of the cabinet in Israel today. Blinken's visit, in which he will meet with officials from several Arab countries, is partly aimed at dissuading other states or militant groups from joining in the conflict. Number three. House Republicans have narrowly picked Steve Scalise as their nominee for speaker, only to have a new band of GOP holdouts emerge putting the party's divisions back on display. Republican Nancy Mace of South Carolina says she can't support Scalise after learning he attended an event linked to a white supremacist group in 2002. Especially given what's happening in Israel right now, I just cannot support someone who's associated with anything that is divisive, whether it's race or religion. I'm just a hard pass on that. Republicans voted 113 to 99 to select Scalise over Jim Jordan. Scalise will need support from 217 members of all current lawmakers cast votes for a candidate. Negotiations between Hollywood studios, streamers, and striking actors have stalled after less than two weeks, dampening hopes that the industry could soon return to work. The coalition representing entertainment industry companies, including Netflix, Disney, and Warner Brothers Discovery, says a new proposal from the Screen Actors Guild submitted Wednesday would create an untenable economic burden. If an accord is not reached by the end of the month, it will likely end studios' chances of salvaging a 23-24 TV season. 
Someone in California is likely pretty ecstatic this morning. One player won the $1.73 billion Powerball jackpot last night, ending a long stretch without a winner. The winning ticket was sold at Midway Market and Liquor in Fraser Park. I, I looked up Fraser Park. The more kids attend my local high school than live <laughs> in Fraser Park. That's how small that town is. You can okay. buy the whole town now with that. Absolutely. $1.7 billion. Thank you, Jen. One thing we all have in common is a need to feed. If you're like me, you love to eat and want to eat right without much pre-planning and shopping. Enter HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Kickstart a fresh fall with HelloFresh handling all the meal planning and shopping. They do the work, you take a bow. Plus, HelloFresh is more than just dinners. There's breakfast, quick lunches, fresh snacks, tasty time-saving and delivered to your front door. HelloFresh's convenience, variety, and quality keep me eating right all day and night. Right now, save from the start. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Gordon and use code 50Gordon for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. HelloFresh's menu offers 40 recipes and over 100 add-ons. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Gordon and use code 50Gordon for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Say goodbye to boring meal plans and HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh.com slash 50Gordon. Thanks for being with us. Seeking revenge at work seems perfectly normal these days, or at least it must to those who are running online scams. Now we're being warned about the TikTok revenge scheme. Here's Susan Tompor at the Detroit Free Press. Susan, what is it? Well, it's a little bit interesting here. Um, You might spot a trending video uh, where somebody who's angry supposedly is seeking revenge at the company, and they're offering to give you a great uh, top secret employee discount code. The idea is you save money and they get back at the company. Um, the disgruntled you know, worker wants the company to take a hit here. Um, but the problem is you really should ignore it because um, you're not going to get the merchandise according to a warning for the Better Business Bureau. And uh, sometimes they're claiming that this is free merchandise, but you might end up um, giving over your payment information, uh, handing over a credit card number, or maybe even a peer-to-peer payment app information where the crooks the crooks get the cash almost immediately um so you know uh, the idea is avoid this one you know you're not going to get expensive jewelry or electronics or designer goods from somebody who used to work at the company and um you really need to avoid uh trying to do that because it's another way for them to to run one of these scams um on you it's important as we're going into the holiday shopping season too you know amazon prime has another holiday here in october you're starting to see some uh, holiday merchandise pop up i was in the stores recently and you know whole sections of uh, holiday gifts are coming up and and you're going to start seeing some of that uh, online as well so if you're getting uh, discounts for free merchandise or high-end merchandise online, you know, not something you're looking for, uh, that should be a red flag. Especially in some of these scams, the shipping costs are going to skyrocket dramatically yeah. uh, once you add those goods. And in some cases, it's, it's odd enough, but it's hard to cancel that um, cancel that order. You know, uh, some consumers have complained that these websites have no cancellation mechanism. So uh, you really want to take extra care before you even start um, messing around. Uh, A Michigan consumer also reported losing $198 in September after spotting an ad on Craigslist. And this is not involving the 
TikTok revenge scheme, but it's involving a supposed clearance deal for Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, I know. You, you. I did not imagine that you would have a Bed Bath and Beyond scheme. Um, but here we go. Um, they have uh, advertised that maybe they're going to give you a special deal. Maybe they have access to some of this clearance merchandise. And uh, the woman ordered it. Uh, she paid the money. And what she received in this case uh, was two packets, two packets of USB pasta, pastel colored cables. So, mm. And from a, a street called Yellow Brick Road, on Walnut in California, and if you oh, Google boy. Yellow Brick Road on Walnut in California, yeah. you will see that people are starting to get scams from this area. Thanks, Susan. That is Susan Tompor, personal finance columnist at the Detroit Free Press. 30 minutes now after the hour on This Morning, America's First News. Did you know traditional bed sheets harbor as much bacteria as a toilet seat? The germs in your sheets can cause acne, allergies, stuffy noses, and other gross ailments. Fears, though, that you can put to bed with Miracle Made bed sheets. Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics inspired by NASA that are thermoregulating to keep you at a perfect temperature all night. Miracle Made is self cleaning, self cooling, luxurious, eco friendly bedding designed to protect your skin for more restorative rest. My wife and I love them. Now, my listeners can have a clean night's sleep while saving over 40% and sleep cool all summer and warm all winter. The website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. Claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% at checkout. Miracle-made products are backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, the website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. trymiracle.com slash Gordon to save big. You can sleep cool, comfy, and clean. Miracle-made bedding, NASA-inspired for out-of-this-world comfort. Sleep clean with Miracle. Cutting through the clutter to bring you the people and stories that matter to you. You're listening to America's First News, This Morning with Gordon Deal. Thanks for being with us. Welcome into Thursday, October 12. Gordon Deal, Jennifer Kashenka, some of our top stories and headlines. Another overnight air assault by Israel targeting a Hamas unit in Gaza. At least 22 Americans dead in the fighting with more than a dozen unaccounted for. Republicans choose Steve Scalise over Jim Jordan to be House Speaker. 8,700 UAW employees told to strike at a Ford truck plant in Louisville, Kentucky. Jada Pinkett Smith says her and Will Smith have been separated for seven years. Nobody cares. Diamondbacks and Astros advance in the baseball playoffs and how a stray kitten took a marathon runner off course. That story in about 20 minutes. Groups that study online hate speech say it has spiked in recent days, not just for Jewish communities, but also for Palestinians who have faced increasing online hatred. And representatives of both communities agree on one thing. U.S.-based social media companies are still not doing anywhere near enough to rid their platforms of hate against targeted groups. More from Will Carlos, who covers hate and extremism for USA Today. Will, take us through it. Well, so it's, as somebody on the extremism beat, you know, this is a complaint that we've been hearing about for a long time, that the social media companies just don't do anywhere near enough to protect their users from hate speech, from, you know, from really nasty content being posted on there. And of course, you know, what's unfortunately what's happened, we started hearing from, from Jewish groups and even from Palestinian groups that in the wake of this horrific invasion and everything else, that, that this hate speech has just 
been going absolutely haywire. So there's just a huge amount of anti-Semitism going on. And then also a lot of, um, you know, sort of anti-Palestinian sentiment on the other side, too. So just it's just a flood of nastiness online. And, and, and this sort of continues a trend or at least accelerates it, right? It's been getting worse over the years. That's right. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, you know, some platforms have kind of had a try at tackling this meta Facebook's owner does seem to be taking this somewhat seriously, but with what's going on at um, X, formerly known as Twitter, you know, they, they've taken a more hands-off approach. And unfortunately, yeah, that's led to a lot of um, particularly anti-Semites coming back onto X um, and just a, just... It, it, there's kind of been carte blanche for extremists to get back onto that platform, and that's sort of also given them, um, you know, a lot more sort of enthusiasm for the other platforms too. And then, unfortunately, the platforms also themselves have laid off a lot of the staff that used to take care of this stuff. So it's just just kind of a perfect storm right now. Wow. All right. So, what do these companies say for themselves? when the accusations and perhaps evidence suggests they're just not doing enough. What does X say? Well, X, X really doesn't say anything to us these days. I mean, they don't seem to have sort of even a media department to really, you know, to really answer to these accusations. I mean, their only approach seems to be Elon Musk tweeting things. And his, uh, his approach has been to say that they have these community notes, which is essentially volunteers going on and, and adding notes to tweets and saying whether they're accurate or inaccurate and all the rest of it. That's been widely just kind of derided by anybody in this space, by anybody who knows anything about extremism, knows that you've got to have a dedicated trust and security team that takes care of this stuff and ensures that your terms of service are being met and everything else. Um, Meta has said, Meta, Google, they told us, look, I mean, we, we are working really hard. We are, you know, upping, um, you know, people who can speak Arabic and, and sort of uh, people that can speak Hebrew to get them to really pay attention to this stuff. And we are trying. Um, but unfortunately, this stuff moves very, very quickly. And if the companies aren't prepared to do to, prepared for it, then this is what happens. We're speaking with Will Carlos, national correspondent covering hate and extremism for USA Today. His piece is called Online Hate Surges After Hamas Attacks Israel. Um, what about some of the conspiracy theories floated on X, formerly known as Twitter, in, in, in the wake of the attack? I mean, honestly, it's just, it's just nonstop. I'm sure most of your listeners have probably seen some of the coverage of mis- and disinformation on these platforms. There is so much disinformation out there at the moment. You know, people posting photos of, you know, the war in Syria that are sort of 10 years old and claiming that this is what happened yesterday on the Gaza Strip. You know, we wanted to focus more on hate speech and just kind of make the point that, look, it's not just mis- and disinformation that you need to be extremely wary and careful about right now. But it's also, you know, social media, unfortunately, is a very nasty place at a time like this, particularly for, you know, the communities at either side of this conflict. So it's just, I, I I'd just urge listeners to just sort of, you know, be very careful with their social media use at the moment, because it's, you know, the companies, frankly, just aren't doing their job to, 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 to take care of people. Thanks, Will. Will Carlos, who covers hate and extremism for USA Today. When big name performers come to town, along with them, comes a sudden influx of travelers and sold-out hotel rooms. Here's Sally French at NerdWallet on concerts as the new travel destination. Sally, what are we learning? 
Yeah, well, it's no secret that this has been the year of concerts. Many of us either saw the Taylor Swift Eras Tour, we know someone who did, or at least we heard about it. And because of all that demand, people are willing to pay a lot. And not only are they willing to pay a lot, but things are still being sold out anyway. I talked to one concert fan, and he paid $800 for the tickets. He had to drive four hours for the show, and so thus he needed overnight accommodations. Everything was sold out. He was able to book a vacation rental, but that is the case. What we're seeing is that occupancy is rising in the same cities where concerts are being held. In fact, Red Roof said that their occupancy was 86% the night of Taylor Swift's tour in Cincinnati. Wow. Uh, they said that that's far higher than normal. Occupancy was 28% higher than it was the same nights in 2022. Jeez. I, well, Taylor Swift and Beyonce, I think, have both proven their own, they are their own little, like, uh, I don't know, economic firestorms when they, when they come to town. But it does you seem like people, right. people are more ex like focused these days on experiences rather than things. Yes, that is what we are finding. Coming off of the pandemic, when people bought so much stuff for their house, people are ready to go out and experience life. And of course, that is translating to travel across the board. And, you know, it's not just Taylor Swift and Beyonce. Uh, you know, Red Roof said that the Metallica concert rose their occupancy rates by 30% versus Jeez. the same time last year. And, you know, even not just concerts, but things like Elvis Week is seen higher demand in, in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, people are ready to go out. In fact, Alliance Partners put together a survey and found that 63% of Americans plan to attend at least one ticketed event this year. That's up 3% from last year and up 8% from 2021. That's all despite ticket price increases. In fact, NerdWallet has been analyzing ticket price data and found that admission to movies, theaters, and concerts is up 5.2% this month versus the same month in 2022. Wow. We're speaking with Sally French, travel writer at NerdWallet. Her piece is called Concerts Are the New Travel Destination, and as demand rises, so do prices. Uh, there was somebody in your story who said uh, there's an argument to be made that it could be cheaper ultimately to see a concert overseas. Yes, that is exactly right. NerdWallet talked to some travel agents who are helping Americans book trips. Uh, we talked to one who said that all her clients are based in the U.S., but they went to go see Beyonce perform in Europe because when they added up the price of the airfare and the ticket price, it was basically about the same as just buying a Beyonce ticket in the U.S. Boy, is this more of a, a young person's thing to lay out so much money for a concert? I know we referenced Taylor Swift and Beyonce, which you know, attract a younger audience. But uh, I mean, you mentioned Metallica in there. Like, who's buying this stuff? Yeah, you're exactly right. In fact, the person who I spoke to about the Taylor Swift concert, uh, that was a grown man, him and his wife and six of their friends all went to go see one together. Uh, so this really is transcending generations. Of course, we are seeing that Gen Z really does want to have those experiences, but so does everyone else coming off of, of the pandemic. We're ready to get out in the world and, and see things in person. Boy, so if Taylor Swift or Beyonce or Metallica comes to town. Obviously, those concert ticket prices are high. What does that do to the price of a hotel room, say, from, a, uh, I don't know, like any old normal weekday or weekend? 
Yeah, well, we are seeing that hotel room prices are going up across the board, whether or not there is a concert in town. In fact, there were a few months this year where hotels recorded all-time record high prices, but it really is true. For example, uh, NerdWallet looked at Expedia data for the average daily hotel room rate in Minneapolis during Taylor Swift's concert, and they actually hit a record high that night of her Minneapolis concert. That was $440 per night on average for a hotel room in Minneapolis. Sally, Sally French at NerdWallet. Bring smiles to all when shopping online with Dell Technologies Gift Guide. Whether it's for the artist, the entrepreneur, the student, or the streamer, you'll find the perfect gift. Dell.com slash gift guide makes gifting easy with a carefully curated selection. Shop now to explore our innovative PCs like the XPS 13 laptop, powered by the latest Intel Core processors, plus accessories. Visit Dell.com slash gift guide today. That's Dell.com slash gift guide. Thanks for spending time with us. This portion of the program is brought to you by Dell. Dell Technologies has a gift for everyone on your list with top tech powered by the latest Intel Core processors. Get a jump on your holiday shopping at dell.com slash gift guide. Nine minutes now in front of the hour on this morning. Once again, here's Jennifer Koshenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has joined with a top political rival to create a wartime cabinet to oversee the fight to avenge the gruesome weekend attack by Hamas militants. In the sealed-off Gaza Strip ruled by Hamas, Palestinians suffering mounted as Israeli bombardment demolished neighborhoods and the only power plant ran out of fuel. Netanyahu vowed to crush and destroy Hamas and called every Hamas member a dead man. The war has already claimed at least 2,300 lives on both sides. Number two. The number of U.S. citizens who have died in the Israel-Palestinian war has risen to at least 22. There are at least 17 Americans missing. Citizens President Biden says the U.S. is trying to locate and help. press are going to shout to me, and many of you are, that, you know, what are you doing to bring these get these folks home. If I told you, I wouldn't be able to get them home. Folks, there's a lot we're doing. A lot we're doing. I have not given up hope. Number three. A suspended judge in Oklahoma could be permanently removed from the bench after an investigation uncovered more than 500 texts between her and a bailiff in which she allegedly mocked the appearance of a district attorney called a witness a liar and expressed bias toward a defendant in a murder trial. Oklahoma Supreme Court Chief Justice John Kane says Lincoln County District Judge Tracy Soderstrom should be removed from her position and disqualified from holding any judicial office in the state. Congressman George Santos's fellow New York Republicans have had enough. All six of Santos's fellow New York freshman GOP lawmakers say they will support an effort to expel Santos from the House on the heels of a superseding indictment that carries the new accusation that Santos stole the identities of some campaign donors so he could pay his own campaign more. For Swifties who just can't wait, good news. Taylor Swift says some fans will get access today to her Eras Tour movie, which officially hits movie theaters tomorrow evening. The movie version of Swift's blockbuster concert tour is set for a global opening of $150 to $200 million, which would be a record for a concert film. AMC says the film shattered its record for single-day advance ticket sales with $26 million in revenue on August 31st. Wow, and, and can thank Travis Kelsey for all the latest success, right? Thank you, Jen. Thanks for being with us. A 26-year-old runner from Boston passed on a chance to set a personal record at the Chicago Marathon because she chose to help a stray kitten instead. 
Sarah Bohan was on pace for her personal best, but with five miles left, she spotted a tiny kitten that was in desperate need of help. Insider.com said she had a split-second decision to make. Should she put the kitten back down to chart its own path and chase down her personal record? Or should she keep hold of the kitten, walk the course, and take the time to find it a safe place to land? The kitten was in luck. Ms. Bohan is an animal lover with two rescue cats of her own. Better yet, she was running last Sunday's marathon with Paws Chicago, an animal welfare group. So Ms. Bohan nuzzled the kitten into her chest and a mile later found a spectator to keep the kitty, which weighed less than a pound. She now has plans to again chase her personal record at the Boston Marathon this coming April and again next year at Chicago's Marathon. That'll do it for this hour. For Jennifer Koshenka, I'm Gordon Deal. Thanks for listening to This Morning, America's First News.